Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saturday only. Limited inventory. So arrive early. Safe factory outlet. Just off exit 276 in American Fork. KNRS News, sponsored by Utah Stem Cells. I'm Scott Seeger. Good afternoon. It's 4.02. A man who crashed his Pleasant Grove utility truck into a car in Provo, killing a two-year-old girl, was sentenced to just one day in jail after the girl's family pleaded for leniency. Rick Winder rear-ended the car on University Avenue in April, but Katie Parkinson says they're not mad at Winder, adding their daughter Chelsea hated anger. So why should we be any different? Why is it okay if we are so full of anger and hatred? And that would just drive us away from her and her memory. Wender was given time served and two years probation. He admitted he was distracted when the accident happened. Police originally thought he had painkillers in his system, but prosecutors today said it was not enough to be impaired. The suspect who was in the car that hit and killed South Salt Lake police officer David Romero is being formally charged with first-degree murder. Jeffrey Black was a passenger in the car when it hit Romero as they tried to flee a burglary. The charges also include robbery and obstruction of justice. Utah Governor Gary Herbert proposing some tax cuts, uh, some sales tax cuts, and taxes on previously untaxed services as he releases his budget proposal for 2020. The governor's $19 billion budget plan contains $7.6 $7 billion for education, including $30 million in one-time money for teacher bonuses. He also wants to spend $100 million to reduce pollution. The environmental issues are real, and so uh, we've done some good things, but we're not where we need to be. Lawmakers will take up the budget during their session in January. A missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has died after suffering from an illness while serving in Bolivia. Church officials say 26-year-old Elder Brian Lesma uh, Sanchez was from Peru. KNRS News at the top and bottom of the hour and anytime at KNRS.com. Listen and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, let's see. The uh, stock market dropped 700 to 800 points today. And then before the close, they're only down 70. Talk about a coaster, wild roller coaster ride on Wall Street today. It, uh, you know, and it's just, is it pessimism? Is it China? What's going on on Wall Street? Well, we're going to get into that today and talk about that a little bit. Steve Moore from the uh, Heritage Foundation, chief economist there, will join us a little bit later on. And we'll get a discussion about that. Uh, and we've got a lot more to get to. Have you ever been in a situation where, you know, I don't know if it's a business meeting, it's just a family gathering, but someone comes up to shake your hand and you refuse to shake their hand back? Have you ever, you know, felt like, yeah, that, you know, that, that, that person just ticked me off to the point that I'm not shaking their hand? Is that civil or is that incivility? We'll I'll talk about that. Today here on the Rod Arquette Show. How are you, everybody? Welcome to the show. Great to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. And we are on the road again today, broadcasting live today 
from Sound Sleep Medical. Boy, this is the time of year. You know, you've got so much going on. Party after party, event, event, event. Holiday season is here. You get home, you're tired, and what do you want? A good night's sleep. But for a lot of people, much easier said than done. And that's what Sound Sleep Medical is here to uh, help you out. And we'll find out more about what they can do today. But let me give you a heads up right now. The first 25 callers in today will get a free consultation and $500 off the treatment. So if you want to get an early jump on this, now is the time to do it. Call Sound Sleep Medical, 801-438-7447, 801-438-7447. Now, I mentioned our conversation about um, uh, incivility, and a lot of people, after the wonderful services that we had in the uh, nation's capital yesterday, everybody's talking about the Bush family and how great uh, George H.W. Bush was as a president of the United States. Some people are saying that's the last time we had civility in the Oval Office. Um, and everybody now is pointing a finger at Donald Trump, and it's all his fault uh, because of the tone of the country today. We're going to get in that, that in a little bit. Uh, it looks like the Utah Medical Cannabis Act, that is the compromise legislation that is now law here in the state of Utah, after lawmakers approved the bill and the governor signed it on Monday, is now facing a lawsuit from certain segments of the uh, efforts to get medical marijuana approved here in the uh, state of Utah. Rocky Anderson, former Salt Lake City mayor, is in the thick of this thing, and we'll talk to Rocky coming up at 425. The Utah Highway Patrol is gearing up for medical marijuana. We'll find out what they're going to do. And boy, is there, how would you like to live in a country where everything you do is tracked by the government. And if you do the things that the governor or the government thinks are really supportive of the government and just being good people, you earn social content points. If you don't, you lose points. And it could be the difference between getting a good seat on a plane or a bad seat on a plane. This is actually taking place. And we'll tell you where and what exactly is going on. That's coming up a little bit later on in the show as well. So, great to have you along for the ride as we broadcast live from Sound Sleep Medical today. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. All right, um, let's talk about what happened at the uh, Bush funeral yesterday. His, uh, his remains have now arrived in College Station, Texas. After a train ride from Houston this morning, they will lie in repose. Um, um, today they had a service, and uh, he will be buried next to his wife at the George H.W. Bush Library there at Texas A&M. So been a very long couple of days for the Bush family, and um, the country has really honored the uh, 41st president of this country, and I think a wonderful way, and the family has spoken highly of him, a really marvelous man. But, of course, the media has used this to go after Donald Trump again. The story that came out last night, and it happened last night on CNN, where anchor Chris Cuomo, uh, as Rush calls him, Frito, uh, blasted his primetime colleague Don Lemon as being petty and small after Lemon declared that he wouldn't, he would not have shaken President Trump's hand at George Bush's funeral yesterday. Not that anybody would, you know, would want to shake Don Lemon's hand, but he, the heated exchange, apparently, between Lemon, who praised the Obamas as really classy folks for shaking the president's hand at Wednesday's funeral dispute, his past criticism of Mr. Obama. Now, here's what he said. 
I want to say that I don't think I would shake hands with him, referring to the president. Lemon admitted, I would just, nope, couldn't do it. I'm not that big of a person. I would hope that I would be, but I don't. I can't fake the funk, as they say. Well, Lemon, who Mr. Trump has called the dumbest man on television, kind of agree with him on that, went on to uh, claim that the Obamas didn't have any scandals, really, or trash, really, well, in the White House, and that they showed the ultimate respect for the office, but were under no obligation to show respect to the new president. Now, Cuomo countered, saying the Obamas weren't faking the funk, but showing respect for something bigger than them. What are you talking about, Chris? Mr. Lemon fired back. They do not have to show respect for someone who does not respect them. Lemon then demonstrated with a producer on set how we would have reacted to Mr. Prunt's uh, Trump's outstretched hands, silence, and a single solemn nod of recognition. And then Cuomo comes back and says, that's petty and small. And Lemon said, probably right, I'm not that big of a man. Well, it leads to an entire discussion about civility and incivility in this country. ABC, um, you know, mocked the president uh, during the coverage. And we're talking about, I wonder if Donald Trump's thinking about his own funeral and how his funeral and what that would be like. You know, and uh, reporters are just... I guess there's this new drug out there, and it's called Trump. And if you're a reporter, you're looking for your Trump fix every day so it will make you angry and you'll be able to have a story. And that's the new drug in this country. It's called Trump. And journalists are seeking after it each and every day. They get their fix, and then they go on television, they go on the radio, and just express their disdain for the 45th president of the United States. And we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show and get some of your thoughts on when... Did you, now, incivility in this country has been gradually, I think, getting worse and worse over time. Now, there's some people who say, well, Donald Trump kind of put the fire starter to it and really got it going. But it's been around a long time. You have seen what, what, what you saw at the Bush funeral yesterday and today. They were talking about family values that they live by. That's exactly what they were talking about. And I think there are a lot of American families who live by those same values today. But there are a lot of American families who don't live by those values. And we'll get into that. We'll talk about those values, and uh, we'll see. Because I think there are a lot of good American families out there who have the same values of respect, trust, truthfulness that the Bush family spoke about yesterday. And a lot of people, they're being overwhelmed by people who don't have those values. I, mean, I, I really want to get into that with you uh, later on today. Like we mentioned, we are broadcasting live from uh, Sound Sleep Medical today. Always great to be here at Sound Sleep Medical because the holiday season is underway. People are going all over the place, doing all kinds of things. They come home, they're dead tired, and Aubrey, they can't get a good night's sleep. It's yeah, too bad. <laughs> I know, it is. It's really sad. These people that I'm seeing or who are coming into our office you know, if you feel like you sleep 10 hours a night and you wake up and you're still exhausted. You've got problems. You've got a problem. Yeah, and you need yeah. to come see us. Yeah. Um, usually what we're talking about um, that causes people to be that tired during the day or when they wake up is sleep apnea. And if you know somebody who has that, you probably know that they probably have a CPAP machine. And they're not wearing it. Mm -hmm. Most people who have one of those, 70% of people actually who have them, aren't wearing their CPAP machine. And so what we offer is an alternative. It's a very simple, small mouthpiece that's custom fit, that's gonna keep your airway open, 
naturally and you can sleep through the night. I had a patient come in yesterday and he said, I haven't slept through the night in 20 years. Wow. And he said, this last week that I've been wearing this, I have slept for eight hours straight, uninterrupted, have not gotten out of my bed, haven't woken up to go get a drink of water or whatever the case may be, and he, it's, it's changed his life. Wow, that's a great story. Now, uh, you, aren't, you aren't being critical of CPAP machines. I mean, they are effective, but for a lot of people, it's just they're cumbersome. Is that right? They're there's, difficult to sleep with. Yeah, they're so hard to get used to, and if, you can, if you're wearing yours and you like it, wear it. They work great. Uh, the problems that we are seeing is that they're leaking or it's blowing into their eyes or they're getting sinus infections, uh. um, marks on your face, you know, for yeah, half the of the straps, morning. Yeah, yeah. Lots of different things like that. It's forcing people to sleep in a certain position, which they don't like. They're unable to roll from side to side because you're tethered to some cords. Yeah. Well, we'll be finding out more about what you do for people here at Sound Sleep Medical, the office visits, uh, the sleep monitors, everything that you do throughout the show today. But what is our offer for people today who are interested and want to find out more? We are offering a great value right now. If you are the first 25 callers who call in to schedule an appointment, we're going to give you a free consultation. You can come in, we'll answer all your questions, and we'll give you $500 off of your treatment. So now is the time. Boy, a great offer. First 25 callers right now to Sound Sleep Medical. Get on the phone, give them a call, find out what they can do to help you get a better night's sleep. 801-438-7447. That's 438-7447. All right, let's get news update. Here's Scott. Thanks, Rod. The bo- Feel Good Soundtrack. Your music, your stations and podcasts. Anytime, anywhere. All right, welcome back to the Radar Catch Show here on Utah's Talk Radio. 105.9 KNRS, listening, you'll know, broadcasting live today from Sound Sleep Medical. If you have trouble getting a good night's sleep, could be the result of sleep apnea. Many of you think about the CPAP machine. Well, there is an alternative, and that's what the people here at Sound Sleep Medical can offer you. Now, for the first 25 callers, you will get a free consultation and $500 off the treatment. So why not give them a call right now? Sound Sleep Medical, 801-438-7447. Well, we knew this was coming, and it really doesn't surprise anybody, but a lawsuit was filed late last night against Utah's brand new medical marijuana law. They say the law was weakened by unconstitutional... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Constitutional domination and interference by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of Truce and the Utah Epilepsy Association 
uh, and filed by former Salt Lake City Mayor Rocky Anderson, who's joining us on our Newsmaker line right now to talk about this. Rocky, thanks for joining us. I mean, how difficult is it going to be to prove, in your opinion, uh, Rocky, that the LDS Church's domination and interference in the debate over this and the coming together of this compromise was unconstitutional? Uh, I don't think it's going to be very tough at all. If there can be any meaning to the word domination and interference in our Constitution, this is it. They uh, vigorously opposed Proposition 2. They told their members not to vote for it, sent out emails to their members. Uh, Marty Stevens, who's their point man on this issue, uh, is also a state president. He was up at the podium telling his congregants that they were to follow the, the directions of the prophet, and um, and that is their theology. In every instance, there is a follow whatever their prophet says, and the leaders of the church made it clear this is the church's position. So they were also talking, even before Proposition 2 went to the voters, about a having a special session. And then they said, uh, and there's a public document, it says we will call upon legislators to enact uh, a different piece of legislation than what people ultimately voted on. So uh, given the history of theocracy in Utah before statehood, there was a very unique provision in Utah's Constitution prohibiting any church from dominating or interfering with the state or state government. And uh, I think we all know that, that that is exactly what the LDS Church does in many instances. We all know that, for instance, no liquor legislation is ever going to see the light of day at the Utah legislature without the approval of the First Presidency. So it's a serious issue, and uh, one doesn't have to be pro or anti any religion to know that there needs to be... Uh, well, respecting First Amendment rights, uh, some line to be drawn, because that's what was contemplated in our Constitution. And when it reaches the point of dominating and controlling the state, state government, then it needs to be challenged. And is that what you're doing here, Rocky, simply challenging? I mean, how do, you, how do you balance the rights of a church, like the LDS Church, to express their opinion, their thoughts on a certain piece of legislation, versus going over the line. And obviously you feel this time they went over the line. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think I think there are going to be some close cases. This is not a close case. Uh, they were... They, the, the changes in position are amazing. The, legis, the, the LDS Church opposed a statute uh, that was proposed in the legislature uh, legalizing medical cannabis. And so that's what the legislature did. And then they did it once again and again. And finally, the people under the initiative power, which uh, is set up for exactly the situation, said, we've had it. We're not going to wait for the legislature to do the right thing. We're going to pass an initiative, which uh, is provided for in Utah's Constitution. It was an amendment to our Constitution. It was added in 1900. We're the second state to put such a provision, such protection for direct democracy in our Constitution. And that right of the people 
through an initiative would be completely meaningless if people can jump through all the hoops and do what they need to do to get an initiative passed and then the legislature just gets together at the, at the earliest possible time in special session to essentially wipe out so many of the primary purposes of Proposition 2. But, Rocky, does, don't lawmakers have a right to do this? Doesn't Utah's Constitution say after a petition like this, they do have the right to go in, tweak things, to fix some things on it? And are you saying no, they the shouldn't have done that here? No, the Constitution doesn't say that at all. In some states, uh, they have explicit language in their constitutions saying that the legislature's power uh, to repeal or amend is not altered by the initiative provision. Our Constitution does not say that. So if, if this initiative right is to have any meaning whatsoever and meet the purposes of those who uh, fought so hard for this amendment to be part of Utah's Constitution, then the legislature is precluded from doing what it's done here with House Bill 3001. And House Bill 3001, in your opinion, Rocky, does it place additional burdens on people who are seeking medical marijuana that Proposition 2 would not have placed on them? I, I, I'm sorry, say that again. Okay, all right, let me ask. Does the Utah Medical Cannabis Act, which was approved by lawmakers, signed into law by the governor, does it place additional burdens on people seeking medical marijuana that Proposition 2 would not have? Oh, tremendous burdens. Uh, everything from restricting the number of patients who can be prescribed medical cannabis by any medical provider, which certainly is not done in the case of opioids. There's no limit for physicians and how many patients they can prescribe killer opioids for, but there's a limit uh, here, uh, arbitrary limit, as to the number of patients for whom uh, a physician can prescribe medical cannabis, which has never killed anybody. Final question for you, Rocky. I heard during the debate on Utah's Capitol Hill on Monday as they were considering this, there were some lawmakers who said they voted against it because voters in their district overwhelmingly voted against Proposition 2, and they are representing the will of their people, the people they put in office. Do you have an issue with that? Of course I have an issue with that, because the, the constitutional right to initiative provides that the people of the state, a majority of the people throughout the state, have a right to have the initiative put into law. And for each legislator to say, well, the people in my district didn't vote for it, is a total betrayal of that right. Uh, that, that would be adding artificially yet another hoop you have to jump through for an initiative to go into law. And that would be, first of all, you've got to get all these signatures in all these counties under the, the very uh, cumbersome process set up by the legislature. Then you've got to get it on the ballot and have the majority of people vote for it. And then you're going to add this totally false, fallacious requirement that a majority of the people in each of our legislators' districts has to have voted for it, or the legislators are free to frustrate the will of the people throughout the state, as reflected in the passage of the initiative. Uh, these people are all speaking from the same speaking points. You, you could hear it. One after the other, we're making these same 
ridiculous arguments, and it really is so contemptuous of the initiative power of the people. And our Constitution says all political power is inherent in the people. And there's legislative provision says that the people are giving the legislature legislative power, but they're also retaining for themselves the power to make legislation through the initiative process. And that's where the real betrayal is, and that's where the constitutional problem is with what the legislature's done. And it's high time that we challenge those kinds of abuses by our legislature of the initiative right. On our newsmaker line, former Salt Lake, Count, uh, Salt Lake City attorney, uh, or mayor, I should say, Rocky Anderson, talking about a lawsuit which has now been filed against the uh, Utah Medical Cannabis Act. And we may get your reaction to that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Now, how is the Utah Highway Patrol going to treat drivers who have a medical cannabis card? We'll talk to them next on the Rod Arquette live today from Soundsleep Medical. Remember, first 25 callers get a free consultation. $500 off their treatment. All you do is have to give them a call right now. Pound 250, pound 250, keywords, sound sleep. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Thisclass.com and sign up for the free half-day class. That's otaclass.com, otaclass.com. Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Want a good night's sleep during the holiday season? Well, the folks here at Soundsleep Medical can get you just that. All you do is have to give them a call right now. 801, or no, I'm sorry, pound 250, say sound sleep, and the first 25 callers will get a free consultation and $500 off their treatment at Soundsleep Medical, pound 250, just say sound sleep. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this Thursday. All right, we just uh, had a conversation with Rocky Anderson, former Salt Lake City mayor, now a, an attorney here in Salt Lake City, about the lawsuit which was filed late last night against Utah's Medical Cannabis Act. Well, you know, and earlier, I think it was on, uh, was it Monday or Tuesday, we spoke with um, uh, some employers about how they're going to deal with uh, some of their employees who are now using medical marijuana and if the rules are going to have to change. Well, what about driving? What about the Utah Highway Patrol? Well, they're now vowing uh, to ensure that the rights are upheld for medical marijuana patients. And joining us on our newsmaker line is Colonel Mark Rapich. He is with the Utah Highway Patrol. Colonel, thanks for joining us. When you, when you say you're going to ensure that the rights are upheld for medical marijuana patients, what do you mean by that? Absolutely. So the, yeah, the Medical Marijuana Act is passed. Um, it was uh, revisited by the legislature over this last week, and then that those revisions were signed into law by the, the governor late uh, on, on Monday night. So that's gone into effect, and it's actually it's, it's law in the state of Utah. And and you know the, the if you cut it all down into what it means for for law enforcement, from this perspective of the Highway Patrol, is that now that it is legal to utilize medical cannabis, any described within the act, and you know quantities, um, you know, in, in forms that is, is described in there and under the direction and the care and, and, and the involvement of a, of a medical professional for qualified illnesses. And so absolutely understand that that, that is now the law and it's changed how we look at cannabis and, and, and some of the things people can do with it. So if, if someone is, is, uh, is using medical cannabis and they're doing so within the intent of the act and within the scope of the act, absolutely, it's our responsibility to make sure they have the right to do so. And, and we will do that. Now, 
if, if they're if it's outside of the of the, the medical cannabis act and it's being used in a way that wasn't intended um, that doesn't involve the, the, the qualifying illness or or doesn't involve the, the recommendation of a, a medical professional well then you're outside of the act and it's still not legal to do that and so um, when we see things like that if someone you know if we come across um, we have a suspicion that someone is using to ingest marijuana using burnt marijuana or burning marijuana to ingest it or they're you know transporting mm-hmm. large amounts of marijuana or if they're using you know distributing marijuana the things that are outside of the act we'll investigate those things if it looks like there's probable cause to believe a violation of the laws occurred um, we'll, we'll investigate that and take appropriate action Colonel, what type of uh, new training or retraining are you going to have to do with members of the Utah Highway Patrol in light of passage and signage of this bill now? Well, starting last week, we've actually tried to keep them well-informed on what's going on. Um, Obviously, midnight, Friday night last week, Saturday morning, um, the initial uh, medical kit, the the Proposition 2 and the Medical Cannabis Act went into effect, and we put out information really quickly from a law enforcement perspective what changes that, that act made. And we put that information out there along with some general directions and guidelines of, okay, here's how we know we can stay within the guidelines of this act. Here's things that are clearly allowed under the act. And here's things that are clearly not allowed. And so we try to keep them well-informed. We try to give them initial information. Um, obviously, we, we, we anticipated there were going to be some changes with the special session of the legislature. That's occurred. And so we've given them some updates on, on what, what has changed with that and, the, and the, the, how those things have changed in the act. We've put out some additional guidelines, and we're right now in the process of actually putting together a really comprehensive training module um, to make sure our officers have got good information so that they can identify when someone is clearly um, either staying within the scope of the, of the medical marijuana or medical cannabis act, mm-hmm. or they're trying. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To, to utilize marijuana within the scope of that, or, or cannabis within the scope of that act, so they can recognize that. But they can also be able to recognize when someone's clearly yeah. yeah. trying to put the best information so that it, it still comes down to every single situation is unique and it's different. And so it has to be evaluated on what you're seeing. Um, officers have to take the information they see. If they believe that they have suspicion of a crime, they need to investigate that and, and either confirm that, yes, there is a crime or there is probable cause to believe there's a crime or no, there's not. That it appears that um, you know what, what is happening is consistent with what's intended within the act. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure they've got a lot of information and good information so they can they can make correct decisions and correct determinations when they come in contact with us. How big of a, of a legal challenge could this be uh, for the UHP colonel in this sense? Because we know of the blood alcohol test, and, you know, mm-hmm. we can tell there. But there's really no method of impairment testing for marijuana, at least that I'm not aware of yet. You may have some new information on that. But does that pre- present some unique challenges? No, actually, there is, there, there's a very good method for impairment testing, and they're exactly the same they are for, for any other driving of the influence or impairment aspect. And we use standardized field sobriety tests. Um, every officer in the state of Utah is trained on that, and then Utah, uh, Utah Highway Patrol troopers are, are very, very proficient in that. Those, those standardized field sobriety tests are intended to, find, to, to identify impairment. 
Um, that could be impairment from alcohol quite frequently, but it can also be drug impairment. Um, it could be from you know any drug, including prescription medication that people can legally have. It can also be impairment from marijuana. We see that frequently. As far as as far as how we're going to handle impaired driving, if we suspect that someone is impaired, that will be handled the way it always has, and there will be no change with that at all. Colonel, um, full implementation of this may be at least a year away, probably not until 2020, and there are going to be people going to neighboring states like Colorado or Nevada to get some medical marijuana. How will you treat people coming back into the state with that? How is that going to change if it changes at all? You know, so the, the, clearly the Act um, has in it built into it um, some, some time period where, yeah, where, where all of the services and all of the, the requirements that are part of the implementation of that Act need to come online. You're right. That will take one to two years for all that to be there. Um, so I think the guidance we're going to give our troopers and what we're going to try to actually evaluate that, understanding each case is unique and it will be different. But if someone appears or uh, that they are trying to act within the scope of the Medical Mer- Medical Cannabis Act, then we should take that on face value, that they appear to be trying to comply with that act. Now, if there's things that are outside of that act, each case would be different. It may involve enforcement action. It may involve you know making them aware that, you know what, um, this is something that's not allowed and, and, and helping them to make sure that they stay, in, stay within the scope of that act. I guess that's one thing I'd really probably emphasize is hopefully that some that they want to, to take advantage of that would be helpful for them. Hopefully people are taking the time to make sure they understand what the requirements are, to make sure what the, what the, uh, what the, the, the methods, what the, the, the forms of cannabis is, is legal under this act, and, and staying within the requirements of that act and get themselves very educated on what the rules are on our stay news. within those rules. I'm sorry, Colonel. On our newsmaker line, Colonel Mark Rapich with the Utah Highway Patrol talking about uh, dealing with medical marijuana out on Utah's highways. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know on the road today broadcasting live from Sound Sleep Medical. Uh, first 25 callers get a free consultation $500 off the treatment today, and all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say sound sleep. And Aubrey is back with us to talk about this. Um, what about insurance coverage, uh, the oral device that you offer people? Is there insurance coverage? There is. Your medical insurance is okay. going to kick in for, for most, most, most major medical, including Medicare, because sleep apnea, obstructive sleep apnea is a, you know, a health mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. risk it's a health condition that needs to be treated and so especially with it kind of being the end of the year now is the time to come in um, we can check your insurance benefits and see what kind of coverages you've got we've worked really hard to get become in network with a lot of these companies and we work really closely with them because that's mm-hmm. all we do here yeah, is yeah. the oral appliance well let's talk about that oral appliance um, what is it like and why is it effective how does it work well it works by pulling the lower jaw forward mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. keep the airway open rather than having forced air pressure going down your throat. The reason why they're so successful, though, is because of the comfort, uh, the convenience, um, the cost. You know, it's a lot easier to wear than a mm-hmm. CPAP machine, obviously. It's a lot easier to travel with. And and most people don't go in to get checked out if they've got sleep apnea or if they're snoring because they think they have to sleep overnight somewhere and have a sleep study and that they have to wear a CPAP machine. So we're just trying to make it really simple for people. Come on in, we'll send you home with a home sleep kit mm-hmm. uh, that tests you at home in your bed. 
you bring it back to us and we can make the solution for you very simple. And all you do right now is have to call Sound Sleep Medical because the offer again today? Yeah, the first 25 callers who call in are going to get a free consultation that's worth $250 and then $500 on top of that off of your treatment. Wow, a savings of $750 if you call Sound Sleep Medical right now. Pound 250 on your cell phone. That's pound 250 and just say sound sleep. All right, let's get news update again. Here's Scott. Thanks, Rod. The governor. Call 801 443 7700. That's 801 443 7700. Any hour services. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. Thursday, right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 1059 KNRS. Listen, and you will know. Boy, have I got a lot of reaction, email reaction, to the conversation we had a short time ago about Rocky Anderson and filing suit against the state over the approval of the uh, Utah Medical Cannabis Act. Uh, we'll get some reaction um, from you on that conversation about what Rocky and other people are trying to do in claiming that the church had dominant influence on lawmakers and, in a way, maybe force them to vote for the compromise. We'll get into that. That's what that's what they're claiming. Um, also, I want to talk about incivility. Um, a lot of people point to Donald Trump and say, see, see how, uh, you know, see this guy. He just he says things that a president shouldn't say. Well, this type of behavior and Donald Trump is not going to shy away from it. Right. He uses names in which he calls people very effectively to remind them of what these people are or what they do. I mean, cro- crooked Hillary. Come on, folks. Really? Uh, you question that at all? But um, when did this all start? And I want to talk to you about that as well. So that's coming up in a few minutes here on the Rod Arquette Show. All right, time for entertainment news. Major Hollywood news. All right, let's check in with AJ from 97.1 ZHT. Back with us today with the latest on Hollywood news. How are you? Good. Good. Fantastic. Not quite as good as some people who uh, got their layaway items paid off at Walmart. Tyler Perry, the actor, walking into a Walmart paying off $434,000. Those are such cool stories, and you're hearing more and more of them. I know. They're always at Walmart or Target, though. You never hear about it at, like, Best Buy. Uh, does Best Buy do? Does Best Buy do layaway? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if they do. Well, and there's a story today. I just saw this. A headline of apparently a couple in New York uh, spent a million dollars in paying off people's medical bills. Yeah, that's hot. Wow, that's awesome. That's cool stuff. I also saw a story yesterday about how somebody gamed the system on behalf of a bunch of people who owed like 1.5 million in medical bills. No, just, really. And, no, no. Like was, as, It as, was good. It was a good thing. They, yeah. There was you know, some keystrokes they could make to make it go away, and they were like, you know what? Mm, there we go. Uh, yeah. Those bills are gone. Nah. So I like that. I like it. I like it when the man gets stuck to him every now and then. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, we've got four weddings and a funeral. The entire cast is reuniting. That is one of your all-time favorite movies, I know. I have never seen it. Shut the front yeah, door. I, I have never seen it. Is that the oh. one with uh, Hugh What's his name? Hugh Grant, Andy McDowell, yeah, Rowan Amy, Atkinson. Yeah, I, 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 I think I've caught bits and pieces of it, but I've never just sat down uh, and watched the whole thing. Uh, well, Is it good? Well, I had to give my man card in in 1994 when it came out. So, <laughs> And I wasn't even a man in 1994. <laughs> I was, well, I was almost a man. I was almost close. a man. I was close to a man. <laughs> but that good, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Can they make a remake? Is there a story? No. no. no, no, no yeah, they're just trying to make a remake. Uh, let's see what else is going. There's not going to be a Christmas card this year from the Kardashians. 
So, oh, I'm heartbroken. Well, but the thing is, this has become sort of... Uh, it's all voyeuristic, right? I mean, it's all that's what we do. We just look at these cards and we go, oh, these people are so crazy and rich, and why are they rich, and why do we like them? But everybody goes to Instagram to see it every year. It's the most viewed thing on Instagram every year. So the fact that they're not going to do one this year <laughs> kind of okay. means that Instagram is going to be short on unique visitors to their <laughs> website. Uh, Jessica Simpson responding to Natalie Portman's comments about her. Of course, uh, Portman had said in a recent interview that she remembers being confused after seeing the pop star in a bikini on a 1999 magazine cover <laughs> claiming to be a virgin. Uh-oh. And uh-oh. so the cat claws are cat out. coming out. Jessica's going after like, each buzz other. off. Natalie's like, yeah, you buzz off. <laughs> I was Queen Amidala. You buzz off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in Star Wars. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, and then Miley Cyrus, who, by the way, has a new song out with Mark Ronson. And the is... video, by the way, in my opinion, is disgusting. With Mark Ronson? No. Uh, yeah, Miley, uh, oh. uh, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. You seen the video? Uh, I've seen the video. Disgusting. My opinion. <laughs> okay, you're right. It's disgusting. <laughs> All right. Talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Bye. It's hard to believe. Don't miss Retirement Solutions Radio this Saturday afternoon at 1 and 5 on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. KNRS News, sponsored by 44 Magnum Beef. I'm Scott Seeger. Good evening. It's 5.02. The passenger in the car that struck and killed South Salt Lake police officer last month is now formally charged with murder. Prosecutors charged Jeffrey Black with first-degree murder and the death of Officer David Romrell. DA Sim Gill says it doesn't matter that Black wasn't driving the car. We have what's called a felony murder rule, which is that if you're out there committing felonies and in the process of committing those felonies, you cause the death of somebody. Uh, these were two individuals who went there to commit these felonies. The charges also include obstruction of justice and attempted burglary. University of Utah honoring Lauren McCluskey, the student-athlete murdered by a man she briefly dated with a posthumous degree. Her mother posted a picture of the diploma on Twitter this morning saying that her daughter was excited to graduate and make a positive difference in the world. Whether it's Proposition 2 or the Utah Medical Cannabis Act, that will be the law of the land. The Highway Patrol says it's ready to deal with it. The head of the Highway Patrol, Colonel Mike Rapich, tells the Rod Arquette Show they won't bother anyone using it legally. If someone is, is, uh, is using medical cannabis and they're doing so within the intent of the act and within the scope of the act, absolutely, it's our responsibility to make sure they have the right to do so. Rapid says they will enforce the law banning smoking marijuana or transporting large quantities. The Utah Jazz has a tough schedule. In fact, it's so tough getting one of their key players out of jury duty. The general counsel of the Jazz sent a letter to the state courts asking that Donovan Mitchell be excused from jury duty because the Jazz have nine home games and four away games during the time he would be summoned. Mitchell said, I wanted to do it, but you know, the Utah courts released it. KNRS News at the top and bottom of the hour, anytime at KNRS.com. Try that the next time you go for jury duty. I, I like that. Have you ever been called to jury duty, Scott? Yes, yes, I have. I've never uh, been uh, able to serve, but I've been on the list, but I, I was I, always I always wanted to. I, I, I think E-Ray's been called a dozen times. Haven't you, E-Ray? Once they get you, they get you. <laughs> a lot. I get, way more than my share. I've, been, I've never served on a jury either, but I've been called way more than my share. All right, can I give you a little secret? I have lived in Utah. Since 1979, have not been called once. Wow! My mother has an either. She's lived really? since seven. There since like 69 or something. And never been called to jury duty. 
Not that I'm volunteering, even though I think serving on a jury would be a lot of fun. You know, I've uh, covered so many court cases yes, that you have I, I would years. be fascinated to be on a jury. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Hey, a couple quick notes, guys, because I know you're both big football fans. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, E-Ray was just sharing with me. <laughs> Remember the stunt that Ezekiel Elliott pulled on uh, on uh, the Thanksgiving game where he dropped in $21 to the Salvation Army? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Okay. He's been fined thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars by oh, the league for doing what? that. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and, and and tough. I mean, Alex Smith was such a great quarterback up at the University of he Utah. Was. Broke his leg. That horrible um, uh, tragedy that happened to him. Well, apparently he has now suffered an infection post leg surgery, and there's real concern if he'll ever play again. Oh wow, that's incredible. Yeah. It's really too bad because yeah. Alex's such a good guy. Yeah, he was great for the 49ers. He was great for the Chiefs, and uh, he had a great future for uh, the Redskins. But yeah, yeah that's too yeah. Bad. They're saying this infection is pretty serious, and uh, he's been the time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Table on him even coming back was 8 to 10 months, which would impact possibly next year. But this infection uh, may push that back even farther or maybe end his career. Well, he's into his mid 30s now anyway. He's 34, I believe. He's 34, I believe. So. Well, we'll hope and pray everything's good for Alex. All right, guys, thank you. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. On the road today, broadcasting live from Sound Sleep Medical. Looking to get a good night's sleep during the holiday season and for the rest of your life? Well, why not get on the phone right now, dial pound 250, and simply say Sound Sleep to find out how you can get treatment here at Sound Sleep Medical. The first 25 callers get a free consultation and $500 off the treatment. That's a savings of $750. Just give them a call right now, pound 250, and say sound sleep. All right, um, the coverage of uh, President Bush's funeral uh, left the impression that politics had once again become a gentleman's game, uh, that politicians were all best friends until recently, all right? And then Donald Trump became president. Some people say it ruined everything, especially in the media. But incivility, uh, did it all start with Donald Trump? I don't think so. And joining us on our Newsmaker line, to talk about that, and he wrote about it today in the Washington Examiner is Philip Wegman. Philip, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Why is it that Trump, in your opinion, Philip, is getting all the blame for the so-called incivility in the country today? Well, I think we saw a perfect encapsulation of that yesterday at the funeral of George H. W. Bush. It was interesting to see President Trump, accompanied by the First Lady, walk to the front of the sanctuary, take a seat next to. Uh, former President uh, Obama and and former President Clinton, as well as uh, Hillary Clinton. And what I saw in that interaction in this sort of President's Club was that they were at a funeral. They were all ashen-faced. They were all sort of uh, contrite. And it seemed like the correct demeanor that you're supposed to have when you're contemplating someone who has has just uh, passed away. What the media saw, though, was very different. They saw more evidence of Trump being completely incivil, and so we saw all of these, um, all of these tweets by DC media, and we saw all of these stories about how somehow this is more of a sign of the testy and incivil relationship between Trump and the rest of the political class. 
Philip, is it fair to Trump? Is he that in? The, I mean, is he that bad? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> after after two years, there's nothing that's going to surprise you from this president. I mean, remember he said that. Uh, he questioned whether or not uh, Barack Obama was a legitimate president. He said that Hillary Clinton deserved to be in prison. And um, he said that, that Jimmy Carter was one of our, our, our worst presidents. Um, this is a president who is not afraid to throw elbows, to insult people. Uh, but what what kind of bothers me when I hear this is that no one makes the qualification, right? They say that we have never been more divided, that uh, you know the partisanship has never been worse. And anyone who says that, either hasn't been paying attention to politics for the last uh, decade, or they're lying. Because if, if you look at, at what Trump has done right now, clearly he's the product of a coarsening uh, moment in American politics. But it was bad in recent history, and it's been even worse in our past. So I think that um, the criticism of Trump, well, sometimes it's merited. I think it's, uh, it's also unfair to say that he's somehow this superlative jerk. A lot of people will point at times, uh, Philip, back to the Bork hearings years ago when Ted Kennedy unleashed that tirade against Robert Bork, and that's when it all started. But doesn't it go, I mean, if you look at history, it goes back even farther than that, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if you look at the 2008 Democratic primary, I mean, you have um, you have Obama saying that uh, Clinton will say anything to get elected. Uh, you have Clinton saying that Obama is, is basically an empty suit who is just full of rhetoric. Uh, you know, those guys threw plenty of barbs back and forth. But if you if you look farther back, you know, even to you know the, the 70s, for crying out loud, you have Lyndon Johnson um, saying that uh, you know Gerald Ford was maybe mentally retarded. If you remember, I mean, you've, you've got Gerald Ford who played linebacker at the University of Michigan. Lyndon Johnson comes out and says that, you know, he played too much football with his helmet off. So, uh, look, politicians are always, you know, conniving. Occasionally they can be nasty, and anyone who wants to pretend that this is new is missing the mark. And I think that that's the problem here, because if we pretend that somehow this started with Trump, we're going to be supremely disappointed when he leaves the White House. And instead of this sort of come-together moment, we're going to see a lot of the partisan rancor continue. And I think that... Uh, we should focus instead on what's actually dividing us, not necessarily these surface-level barbs. What is actually dividing us, in your opinion, do you think, Philip? <laughs> well, I think right now, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the, the million-dollar question. Uh, but I think one thing that certainly isn't helping is that you have politicians on both sides of the aisle who see that we have an increasingly divided America, and they see every crisis as an opportunity to uh, pull people apart and mm -hmm. win political points for themselves. But this incivility that we have in politics, it's not just politics alone, is it, Philip? I mean, doesn't it expand outside of politics as well in almost every sector you look at? Yeah, and that's the problem. I think that the greater problem here is not that politicians aren't being nice to each other. I think the greater problem is when you have neighbors who aren't able to talk to each other because they come from different political persuasions. That's when things become a problem. You know, politics was never supposed to be the central focus of American life. We were supposed to, you know, kind of work ourselves up into a fever, um, you know, every election day. But the fever is supposed to subside. I think what's different now in the modern era is that it never really goes away. And it's not just affecting places like D.C., New York, and Los Angeles. Instead, it's 
uh, a problem with neighborhoods across the country. And that's what we should focus on, not necessarily whether the uh, the commander-in-chief is, is sending out a mean tweet now and again. Well, and doesn't the news media play a huge role in this? I mean, you had Don Lemon on CNN last night say, saying he wouldn't have shaken Trump's hand last night at ABC mockingly fantasizing about what would happen someday at Donald Trump's funeral. I mean, <laughs> for crying out loud, Philip, I mean, <laughs> how far is this going to go? You know, and that's the thing. Um, just because politicians are acting uncouth doesn't give license to other pe- people to, to be unkind. And I think that, the, you know, that statement that you just referred to, that's a shame. Uh, one thing, though, that I think is important is that, um, you know, we, we can't have such tunnel vision. If you look at, you know, our country historically, we've been divided you know, several times, for crying out loud. We had a civil war. Um, you know, we, we have had several presidents. You know, uh, uh, assassinated not too long ago, you had John F. Kennedy, you had his brother Bobby Kennedy, and you had someone shoot at Ronald Reagan. So for us to think that, you know, this moment in politics is somehow completely unique, I think that um, I think that's very short-sighted. And it's interesting that Kamala Harris, who many people think will run for president in 2020, has already come out and said, you think th- this is bad now, wait till 2020 gets underway, it's going to get ugly. It doesn't help it, does it? <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't help it. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, I think that Harris is correct in her assessment there. Unless you have some politician who is going to try and win um, an election without being sort of nasty and making it personal, I don't think things are going to change. But, you know, I, I am heartened because if you look at the 2018 midterms, um, if you look at the analysis of a lot of the races that Democrats ran for the House, you notice that a lot of those House members, they weren't focusing on the president per se, instead they were focusing on the policies. They already know who is in the White House. They don't need to, you know, inform voters again how, you know, kind of boorish this guy is. Uh, they are instead focusing on other things, and hopefully, hopefully that will become the new norm. Philip Wegman from the Washington Examiner. Thank you, Philip. Uh, incivility, like Philip writes, did not start with Donald Trump. It certainly didn't. Um, but and he is a product of the coarsening nature of politics that we have in this country today. But I, I think it extends beyond politics. It's society in general. And this country over the years, and it didn't happen overnight. This has gradually developed over the years. And I'd like to hear from you tonight as to what has happened when it comes to being respectful, being civil to each other. I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, that goes on, but the President of the United States should set the example. But you look over the years, I mean, you know, you can go back as far as somebody like George H.W. Bush, who is, I think, a very civil and a respectful guy. But remember in that campaign in 1988 against uh, George uh, Dukakis, Michael Dukakis, I'm sorry, uh, that was nasty. And uh, George Bush was competitive, and that campaign got nasty. So you can talk about that, but when it comes to politics, but I think more than just politics today, where has the civility gone in this country? When did we start losing some of that? I'll share my thoughts with you, and I want to get your thoughts at 888-5708010, or on your cell phone, just dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. All right, um, we are broadcasting live today from Sound Sleep Medical. Always great to be here. Aubrey is back with us to talk about getting you a good night's sleep. Who's affected by sleep apnea? Does it affect almost everybody? Oh, yeah, so many people. Well, it it, it includes the person who suffers from the sleep mm-hmm, apnea mm-hmm. as far as their health and how they feel every day. But and their age, their gender, yeah. their weight, does it, it, does it doesn't, matter? It's across the board. Young, old, overweight, thin, 
if your jaw is set back a little bit or if your anatomy is such that you have a smaller airway, it doesn't take much for that to collapse. Mm -hmm. So the, it kind of is this misconception that only, you know, older, overweight, sedative, you know, sedentary mm -hmm. people have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And we, we treat plenty of people who are young and active and that's what's frustrating to them is because they are working out every day and they're eating healthy and they're just still feeling a little bit tired. They're waking up with headaches or their wife or husband is saying, you are snoring so loud. You've got to sleep in another room um, and different things like that. Yeah. They have no idea that they're suffering from sleep apnea. But is snoring always an indication of sleep apnea? Nine times out of ten. Really? Okay. So there can be some snoring that's just a light snore that that's not affecting your health you're not diminishing your oxygen but nine times out of ten you probably have something going on and we make it really simple for you to find that out you can just come in and take home a home sleep study and we can have the results to you the next day mm -hmm. I just had um, a patient come in who was just thanking me because he's been on a waiting list to go in and have a sleep study for six months Wow! and he's struggling every day feeling tired and he, we were able to send him home that night with the sleep study, came back, got him into the mouthpiece a week later, and he's on his way instead of waiting, suffering, sleep. suffering another six years. Yeah. All right. You've got a great offer for people tonight. If they call in right now, what's the offer? We are offering uh, the first 25 callers get a free consultation and $500 off of their treatment. So now is the time to take yeah. advantage of this. And we're getting close to that 25 number. We so are. they better call, yes, right? Yes, so call <laughs> us right now. We'll get you on. Um, we have locations Ogden, Provo, Sandy, St. George, so we can get you in wherever you're at. Okay. Uh, free consultation, value of $250, plus $500 off the treatment, so real value of $750 if they call right yeah. now. And you deserve sleeping good. Your whole family <laughs> deserves you to sleep good, so call us. Sound Sleep Medical, give them a call right now. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Just say Sound Sleep for Sound Sleep Medical. Let's get news update. Here again is Scott. Thank you, Rod. Former iHeartRadio, your music, your stations and podcasts, anytime, anywhere. The Rod Arquette Show on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know, broadcasting live today from Sound Sleep Medical. They've got a great offer for you today where you could save up to $750. Here at Sound Sleep Medical, dial pound 250 and say Sound Sleep, and you'll find out more information. All right, um, I just had a conversation with Philip Wegman from the Washington Examiner talking about incivility in this country today. And maybe many people say, well, it started with Donald Trump. No, it didn't. It's been going on for a long, long time. We've slowly, it, I, I think it's gotten worse and worse over the years. Um, my opinion, a lot of this starts in the family. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but uh, my parents had rules when it, came, when it came to issues like this. We were never allowed to call a person who was older than we were by their first name. I'd get a cuff in the side of the head by my father. That is Mr. So-and-so to you, not Bob. But, uh, you know... It's just a, uh, a show of respect, and we heard a lot about that from the Bush family over the last couple of days, but that's the values they lived by. Not all of America lives by those values, unfortunately. Let's get your thoughts on this. Let's go to the phones. Let's begin in Baker, California. We're talking with Gary tonight. Gary, how are you, and welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. How's Baker, California tonight, Gary? It's raining like crazy. <laughs> 
headed our way would be my it's guess, ridiculous. Gary. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this and this incivility issue, Gary? Well, you know, Rob- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My opinion, it all started back with the political correctness police. And when they decided that we couldn't say prayer anymore, you know, and we're religion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, children, children, parents are afraid to correct their children. Yeah. You know, children are basically running the parents, <laughs> you know, and I think it's all just gone downhill from there. They took Mark Twain off the shelf. You can't read Mark Twain in school because it's, it's offensive to yeah. certain people. Well, you know, I mean, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you Just on that, Gary. Grow I, up. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't I think your pants up and get over it. <laughs> well, I think I think the political correct police, Gary. I think you're right. Thank you very much for your phone call. Have had so much a say uh, of a say as to what we can and cannot do. But I go back to what Gary mentioned. I think it all starts in the home. Homes have changed in this country anymore. And how much discipline is, in fact, taking place in the home? Utah County, we're talking with Rusty tonight. Rusty, welcome to the show. Hi, Ron. How are you? Good. Thanks, Rusty. What are your thoughts on this? Good. You know, I just, uh, people blaming Trump for, for the, you know, the, the tone of civility in the political world. You know, if you really wanted to see uh, uh, a, you know, a, a moderate, there's no more civil person that they could have elected than, than Mitt Romney. True, true. And look at the way the daggers came out when, when he ran. The, 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 the bitterness that the media drove towards that man was, was uncharted. It was, just not, it, was, uh, it was never seen before. Against, I, don't, I don't think they could have... Uh, um, you know, really come up with anything worse to say about such a civil person. Yeah. And I think our society has more or less changed because of social media. And look at the way Donald Trump won. He won with a Twitter account. Yes, he, he did. won with the same bombastic remarks that are flying around. Yeah, he did. Rusty, thank you. That's yeah. where our family has changed. Yeah, it has. Rusty, thank you. Let's go to Springville and talk with Paul on this tonight. Paul, go ahead. Thanks for joining us. Yes, I'm glad, glad to talk to you. My opinion on on the politics with, from the family and the home is very important. I believe the principles are not being taught correctly. Parents are not have not uh, come to the conclusion we need to teach right principles. Between a politician and a real businessman, Trump is a businessman. A politician, somebody to me that this is screw up, screw up for our, for our world and our, and our state and federal governments. I went to a Springville, went to a meeting for uh, they get proposed for taxes and i tell i told the, the commissioner i said you know commissioner you want to raise our taxes and we can only make so much money i said why don't you people tighten your bell up and live civilly instead of have everything nice and new i said this is totally wrong keep raising tax we don't have money to pay these 
tax is what they're trying, you know, on Utah County. And I said, this is totally ignorant. I said, you people, commissioners, are old enough to know better and white. And I said, enough is enough uh, on the BS, what they're doing in this country. This country has fallen to pieces because we don't have good leadership and the right people to run this country. That's all I have to say. All right, Paul, thank you. Appreciate your comments. All right, incivility in America today. It didn't start with Donald Trump. He may have turned it up just a notch, maybe. I don't, I, I, you know, I'm not offended by what he does. But it didn't start with him. And when did you start seeing civility in this country start fading away? The Bush family this past week, and we heard them talk about the values of President George H.W. Bush and the values that he instilled in his children. And if you listen to Rush at all, uh, Rush always shares the stories with George W. Bush about he would always ask the president, why aren't you responding to your critics? And George W. Bush would respond, the office is bigger than the man. I'm not sinking to their level. More of your calls and comments coming up on the Rod Arquette Show in Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. This. Call 801-443-7700. That's 801-443-7700. Any hour services. Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. It is Thursday on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listening, you'll know, just joining us. We're on the road broadcasting live from Sound Sleep Medical. We're going to tell you about a great offer they have for you tonight coming up in a few minutes. If you want to get a good night's sleep, we're talking right now about instability. You know, everybody yesterday was talking about the, uh, the Bush funeral, and it was a marvelous funeral. Real, real dedication to uh, President George H.W. Bush by his friends and and uh, by his family and the values in which they live by. And, of course, everybody in the media immediately wanted to compare it to Donald Trump and his, quote, incivility and what he is doing to the country. It did not start with Donald Trump, and it will not end with Donald Trump. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010 on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, when did you start seeing civility in this country start fading away? Let's go to the phones. We begin in Salt Lake City with Linda. Linda, how are you, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Rod. I'd like to give you three examples of what I observe as uncivility. I work in a very posh environment uh, with a lot of highly educated, uh, wealthy people. Mm-hmm. And they come in, and sometimes their families are with them, and you can't believe the language they use in front of their kids. And then another example, I was on a flight the other day, and I saw, I walked down the aisle, and 80% of the people were watching something really violent. And, um, and then the last thing is, if you go into school, every other word is the F-bomb. Oh, yeah. And I think, that, I think that parents need to set as an example, and our culture needs to not uh, condone that. We need to speak up when people have bad language. And I think that that's, uh, and watch really violent movies, I think that's what deteriorating uh, our culture. Linda, why why don't people speak up when they hear bad language from somebody in a business meeting or in an environment, and they hear someone rip off a series of f bombs? Why don't why don't why, why are people afraid to say you know please don't say that or use that word around me? I think it's become uh, the person that speaks up has become the one that's the oddball instead of the person that swears and, and says hor. I mean, sometimes it's just treating somebody horribly, like a waitress or mm-hmm. anybody that's in service. I think that that's become the common, and the person that speaks up is the oddball. 
and I think we need to switch that around. And the more people that speak up, the more we'll bring our culture back and our civility back to norm. Well, that's a good point. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate your phone call on that. Uh, before I get to Bill and Bountiful, I want to just mention one thing. Uh, my father was extremely, very respectful to my mother. And I worked side by side with my father for a number of years simply because he owned grocery stores and, uh, you know, uh, his sons all worked alongside him. He always said it's cheaper to hire you than somebody else because he didn't pay us anything or not much at all. But in all the difficult times and the good times and the fun times, I'd never have ever heard my father drop an F-bomb. I never have. Back to the phones we go. Let's talk with Bill and Bountiful tonight. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hey, Rod. How are you? Good. Thank you, Bill. Hey, um, you know, I, I gave this a little bit of thought when you were talking about it. Uh, a lot of it came to social media. You know, when you could start saying things more or less anonymously and you didn't have to really take responsibility mm-hmm. yeah. for what you were saying, mm-hmm. um, kind of started there. And then... Um, and maybe even a little bit before that, when you had had uh, internet uh, forums and comment boards, again the un- the anonymity of being able to say things without really taking any responsibility for it, I think, is really what shot it. And then, you know, President Trump just is continuing with that with the Twitter things. But are he- are the Twitters that bad? Do you think, Bill? From the president? Um, they're not helping. They're not helping. Okay. Okay. All right, Bill, thank you. Appreciate your phone call on that. Um, do you remember the first time? And I think I did. I, we were in a shopping mall. I don't even know if, if it was in Salt Lake City. It may have been. But I remember, I believe I was with my wife at the time. And there was a teenage kid coming down in uh, the escalator in a shopping mall. They had a T-shirt on. And guess what the T-shirt said? F you. And I looked at my wife and I said, really? Are we to that level anymore? And I almost wanted to go up and say, would you turn that T-shirt inside out? But it's a freedom of speech issue. You know, I'm not their parents. My kids never would have I slapped them on the side of the head. But, um, you know, that is, you know, and, and there are other examples. I mean, you can go back to, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the old Mary Tyler Moore show, or Dick Van Dyke show, I should say, where they slept in separate beds. <laughs> I mean, I remember those shows, but boy, have times changed now. Everybody's sleeping in the same bed. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show, Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know if you'd like to talk about this, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. Now, we have another number we want you to call on pound 250 and use Sound Sleep Medical. Just say Sound Sleep. All you need to say to find out what sound sleep can do for you, and Aubrey is back with us to talk about it right now, um, the, the uh, sleeping. I am amazed the number of people, and you talk to them all the time, yeah. but the number of people I run into uh, throughout the day, and they all say, I can't sleep at night, or I don't get a good night's sleep, and I'm going, because I sleep like a rock. So I must be abnormal. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, so don't many comment people, on that, by yeah, the way. I won't, I won't, I won't, Rod. So it's interesting because some people really do sleep through it. So they think they are sleeping fine, but they're exhausted during the day or they have headaches in the morning um, or they're tossing and turning. So it can kind of go both ways. Mm-hmm. And so we hear a lot of experiences, mostly that people... Once they get into the oral appliance, we're talking about the mouthpiece for sleep apnea. Once they get into that and they're wearing it every night, 
They are sleeping in the same position all night, so they're not tossing and turning and getting up. They wake up feeling more refreshed. Um, they have more energy during the day, um, more clear-headed, so lots of things like that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we love to hear these experiences, and we're hearing them every day. I mean, we are just, you know, people can't wait to get a good night's sleep. I mean, everybody deserves to sleep well, and especially with the end of the year coming uh, medical insurance, you've probably met your deductible, mm-hmm. so now's the time to take care of it. And we know it's the holidays, it's a super busy time, so if you need to just call in and make that appointment so you can get the, the offer, you know, you can schedule it later. Aubrey, if someone comes in and is fitted with one of these oral appliances that they use to improve their sleep, how long does it take before you notice a real difference? I mean, can it happen overnight? Yeah, most really? people that wow. very next Instantly. morning. Yeah, I mean, I'll get texts in the morning or phone calls at 7 a.m. from a patient who just got it the day before saying, I have never woken up feeling this great ever. And so they are they, they won't go without it. I mean, you couldn't pry that mouthpiece away from them. And this is something, if you travel, you can carry it. I mean, it's just like having a, a mouth guard or a, or a, a whitening tray. I mean, it, it yeah. is not cumbersome like a CPAP machine. Yeah, you can, you know, slide it right in your pocket. And that compared to a CPAP traveling oh, yeah. with is, you know, remarkably <laughs> different. Yeah. World of difference. All right. What kind of an offer do you have for people who are listening right now? Because we want them to call and take advantage of what you're offering people tonight. Yes. And call in now. And if you need to schedule later into January because of the holidays, that's fine. At least call and get the offer. It's the first 25 callers are going to receive a free consultation and $500 off of their treatment. So a value of what? $750. Boy, that's great savings right now from Soundsleep Medical, where your office is located. We are in Ogden, Provo, Sandy, and St. George. All right. Give them a call right now. Dial pound 250 and just say Soundsleep for Sound Sleep Medical. All right, here's Scott with the news update. All right, Rod, thanks. Mountain.health to watch Lamont and Carter's story and see other ways Intermountain is getting upstream and caring for people. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. Coming up at the... Uh, Afternoons at the top of the hour, there is an amazing story about what a government is doing now to track everything their people do to earn social points. It's a frightening story, and we'll talk about it coming up at 6.05. Let's go back to the phones as we're talking about civility in America today. We go to Provo, where Todd has been waiting very patiently. Todd, how are you, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, Rod, you always have a great show. Thank you. you know, I wanted to see. I totally agree with with what you're saying, and it's really a question of our culture. That's that's the, it, the deal. Mm-hmm. And really a, a positive, constructive, basically moral culture is a fabulous strength, um, and the opposite is, is the opposite. But recently, there, in the last three days, I read an article that said that the number one most frequently used, you know, traceable keyword, other than just words like the and such, on, on Twitter is the SH word. <laughs> really? Which is really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. An article I read, uh, like I said, last three days. And I thought, that's a sign of this cultural decline, too. But um, I grew up in Northern California uh, in the 60s. And I think a lot of this happened then. Uh, you know, the hippie riots, the drugs, the, you know, irresponsible sex, the whole kind of revolution type thing, which I think, unfortunately, is fed and encouraged by people who are in the cultural Marxist 
domain, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, they they want to do that. The real goal is to break down all institutions, you know, faith yeah, in God, yeah, family, yeah. marriage, yeah. all that stuff. And I think that this just contributes. But I even encourage my kids. I, I was talking to my sons. I have a high school student. I said, what, you refer to your teacher as so-and-so, like Bailey or Johnson. I said, don't you say Mr. Johnson yeah, or Ms. Yeah, Johnson? Yeah. And Teach them that, goes, no, please. no, you just do this. But but I think that it's important that we try wherever we can to be a, a bit of a light and a, a good example and to hold to that and encourage it and uh, ask for it. Boy, that's a great comment. You know? Right. Yeah, thank anyway. you, Todd. Thank you for your phone call. Yes, be a light. Uh, I You know, a lot of people were remarking during the uh, funeral of President Bush yesterday that he was a light to a lot of people. He had friendships, and he always reached out to those people to make sure they were great. I don't know if you've seen the picture where he shaved his head because a member of his security detail, one of his children, also was fighting leukemia and had shaved his head. The entire detail shaved their head, and then President George H.W. Bush shaved his head to show sympathy for that young man. It's an amazing, amazing story. All right, let's see. Yeah, we can get in a couple more calls. Let's go to Ronald and Sandy. Ronald, how are you, and welcome to the show. Rod, I'm concerned that uh, civility is betraying my sincerity. And I have a brief story to illustrate that. Real quick, real quick, if you can, Ron. Okay. Um, years ago, in a public uh, forum uh, debate between legislators, uh, law enforcement officers, and Attorney General Mark Shirtliff, I was debating with Mark Shirtliff, uh, and I was very nice and sincere in uh, taking a side against him on um, the virtues of uh, civil uh, forfeiture. Mm-hmm or property forfeiture. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was for it, I was against it. And I was polite, and I was sincere, and I was nice. And there were others on my side who were also against it, who were shouting profanities, and weren't civil. He recognized those people as having objections to property forfeiture, and uh, he criticized them for using profanity and not being civil. Years later, in his office, uh, I came to him on another matter. He was very upset with me, uh, thinking I was a friend and betrayed him uh, because I was supporting a Republican candidate for attorney general um, running against him. And he thought I was so nice and so polite, he thought of me as a friend. Mm. And at that point, I became really upset because uh, I'm thinking, I didn't do anything wrong to uh, being uh, polite and civil and communicating my position against property forfeiture clearly, but he completely dismissed my position and didn't even take into account that your civility. I had teeth and claws yeah. in that I was organizing a Republican coalition to vote for a Republican opponent. Wow. To, Ron, uh, I've got to cut you off there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've got to cut you off there because I've got to get to a news update. You know, uh, what, one of the callers, I think it was Todd, said a moment ago, you want to bring it back, you be the light. You be civil to others and watch what can happen. All right, coming up next, unbelievable story about government surveillance. Don't miss Retirement Solutions Radio this Saturday afternoon at 1 and 5 on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. 
KNRS News, sponsored by Hurricane Family Pharmacy. I'm Scott Seeger. Good evening at 6.02. The man who was driving a Pleasant Grove utility truck that crashed into a car in Provo, killing a two-year-old girl, will not spend any more time in jail after a plea for leniency from her family. Rick Winder was driving the truck when it rear-ended the car on University Avenue in April. Two-year-old Chelsea Parkinson was killed, but her father, Reed, asked the judge not to give Winder any jail time. We're glad we could come and say what we wanted to say and tell Rick again that we love him and we're sad that this happened and we miss our daughter. But we knew that further punishment for him would not help us. It wouldn't make us feel any better and it wouldn't give us any more justice. Winder admitted he was distracted. He was sentenced to a day in jail but given time served and two years probation. University of Utah honoring Lauren McCluskey, the student athlete murdered by a man she dated briefly with a posthumous degree. Her mother posted a picture of the diploma on Twitter saying that her daughter was excited to graduate and make a positive difference in the world. She would have graduated in May. Governor Gary Herbert is proposing to spend $7.7 billion on public education in his proposal budget for 2020. The governor unveiled the $19 billion budget plan today, which also includes $30 million in one-time money for teacher bonuses. Because of the good work of our teachers and a way to show them we appreciate the good work they're doing, uh, $30 million of one-time money to be used for bonuses for our teachers. The governor wants to spend $100 million to reduce pollution. He's also proposing a $200 million cut in sales taxes, but taxing services that were previously untaxed. A bobcat seen on viral video snarling and taking several swipes at a Utah wildlife officer has a new name, Mr. Murder Britches. Utah Division of Wildlife Resources posted the video last month of officers releasing the animal back into the wild near Canaraville after it was caught killing chickens in town. KNRS News at the top and bottom of the hour and anytime at KNRS.com. Mr. Murder Bridges. Oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah, he's, he was a tough little boy. If you've seen that video, he <laughs> oh, was I taking did. some swipes. Yeah, I did see that video, as a matter of fact. Mr. Murder Bridges, Mr. you got to like it. You know, it's got another amazing story, the one that you led this newscast with about this family. Yes. Uh, and this uh, this man who was involved, rear was it a rear-end accident that yeah, killed he a two-year-old girl? He was driving a utility truck for Pleasant Grove. You may remember this story. It happened back in April, and he just rear-ended the car. The two-and-a-half-year-old girl died in the crash. Oh. They, they had originally thought that he might have had painkillers in his system, but the prosecutor said today it was not at the level that he would be impaired. And so both the prosecution and the family have said this was just a tragic accident. Boy, you know, and I don't know where families like this one find the courage to do something yeah. like that. It's got pretty yeah. amazing. Yep. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. All right, Scott, thank you. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Rod Arquette Show today. We are on the road broadcasting live from Sound Sleep Medical. Looking for a good night's sleep? These people can help you out, and we'll tell you more about that coming up in just a minute. And before we talk with Zach Cooper from the American Enterprise Institute, we have two pair of tickets to give away right now for uh, to see Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons in concert at uh, the Maverick Center. It's not till April 26th, but, boy, this would make, if you've got a Frankie Valley and Four Seasons fan in your family, this would make, these tickets would be great stocking stuffers. And, uh, again, it takes place on April 26th at the Maverick Center, so plenty of time ahead. We have two pair of tickets, and we will take callers, what, number five and six. Alex, will that work for us? I think number five and six right now, 888 for you, uh for a chance for you to score some tickets to see Frankie Valley 
and the Four Seasons, April 26th at the Maverick Center. All right, I, um, imagine living, if you would for a minute, in a society where every action that you make in your day-to-day -day life is monitored, quantified, and scored by the government using a massive surveillance network. Sound like Big Brother? Let me tell you what, it's now happening in China, just at the very early stages of a new program called Black Mirror. Joining us on our Newsmaker line to talk about it is Zach Cooper. He is a research fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, it, um, um, Zach, thanks for joining us tonight. This sounds like it's a step above 1984, is it? It does seem a lot like 1984, uh, but maybe a little bit more intrusive, right? Uh, you know, it, we haven't had a time in history where you could monitor a person's behavior as closely as you can today. And I think uh, we're starting to see in China some of the concerning signs of that capability when it's in the hands of a state that has very few protections for civil liberties or other kinds of freedoms. What exactly are they doing, Zach? For people who aren't aware of this, what is China now looking into and what are they doing? Well, they are coming up with what they call a social credit score. And, and this is a little bit like a credit score, except it's going to evaluate the social aspects of your behavior. So as we think of typical credit scores, they evaluate a person based on their reliability and their likelihood to repay credit. The Chinese social credit score is going to evaluate people on uh, everything they do in the social sphere and evaluate them on uh, how the Chinese state thinks they are uh, either responsible or non-responsible. And so this will cover just about everything, we think. Uh, so everything from uh, are you a, a law-abiding citizen, right? Are, are you, have you committed major crimes to have you jaywalked recently? Um, and the scary part is that this data is going to be used potentially to restrict the kinds of uh, schools that an individual will be able to go to, the kinds of jobs they will be able to have, and even perhaps whether they are able to enter or exit the country. Wow. <laughs> Talk about scary. <laughs> it is frightening. I mean, if you're, a right. if you're a good citizen, what do, you, what do you get right now, Zach? And if you're a bad citizen, well, what happens? I, I think the huge benefit for some people in China is that if you do exactly as the Chinese state wants you to do, like uh, you follow all the laws and you don't, for example, criticize the Chinese Communist Party on... Uh, chat boards on the internet or say critical things to your friends that are picked up by the by the social credit system then you you may find that uh, tickets you know on trains or buses or planes may be cheaper uh, you will have fewer restrictions on you as an individual you may get a better job uh, or better job opportunities than others who don't abide by those same rules I think the truly scary thing is the, the crackdown that it enables on people's ability to critique the Chinese Communist Party. Um, obviously, China has a one-party system, so there is not freedom of expression on political issues the way there is in most of the West. And I think this will really clamp down on the ability and willingness of people in China to say things that are critical of the current leaders. What would be the difference, then, Zach, in your opinion, between a bank credit score and a social credit score? Is it the free it, speech it, issue? Right, exactly. You know, the, the big difference is that when a bank uh, gives you a credit score, they're determining uh, how likely they think it is that you're going to pay back money that they loan you in the future. 
And they're mostly using information that is publicly available or given to them by private companies having to do with your financial record. Uh, what we're seeing here is, is something that's much, much more expansive. So we've seen a couple of examples of, of kinds of behavior that I think are, are truly scary in 1984. Like one is that in some cities in China now, if you jaywalk, if you cross the street against a uh, walk signal, they will have on the other side of the street a television, and they have video cameras all over the place, and those uh, video cameras pick up your face, and they will identify you, not just show your picture on the television screen across the street, but your name. And in some places, they may even show what your address is uh, at home, right? And so it's a way of dissuading you from doing that behavior, but the but the really concerning thing here is it's going to stick with you over time, right? It may make it harder for you to get a job because you jaywalked one time uh, when there was no traffic there. And those kinds of behaviors, I think, are things that Americans just have a very hard time imagining uh, dealing with in our, in our day-to-day lives. They wouldn't be launching this, I would think, uh, Zach, if they didn't have the technology. Are they that far advanced with the technology that they have by way of supercomputers and cameras everywhere to be able to even do a system like this? I, that is a great question. We, we know that uh, China has... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Incredibly advanced uh, techniques for data um, recognition, especially in terms of visual data, So, for example, uh, the artificial intelligence information that they gather from video cameras all over China can be used with facial recognition software to identify exactly who an individual is. And China, most people believe, is well ahead of most of the other countries in the world at using that kind of facial recognition data. So I would say there's no question that Beijing has a better capability to identify people based on your face, based on the way you walk, in fact, uh, than a lot of other countries. The, the challenge, I think, for the Chinese government is how to integrate all of that information into something that they can actually use uh, in a way that changes behavior. And, of course, the, the whole mission of this effort is to ensure that fewer people, fewer citizens of China are likely to cause problems for the Chinese Communist Party in the future. Um, and look, there's no there's no country in the world that has ever tried something of this sort. So I, I think it's hard to say whether it will work or not. But I do think the Chinese seem to have the technical capability to put a lot of this information together at the moment. And it all seems to come down, as you just pointed out, Zach, to control, right? Absolutely. This is this is the objective. You know, one of the real challenges for a closed and repressive regime like China's is not just how do you uh, respond to protests, for example, if they, if they erupt, but how do you create an environment in which those protests never happen in the first place, right? You limit freedom of expression. You make people concerned that if they were to go to a protest, it would have some downside for them personally. And the social credit system is just a great way for the Chinese state 
to limit the ability of its individuals to express express their freedom uh, in certain types of ways that would be threatening to the Chinese system. Boy, it is frightening, Zach. Thank you very much for sharing information about that. Zach Cooper from the American Enterprise Institute talking about this effort underway in China right now to track and rate everything that its citizens do. Huge undertaking, but frightening at the same time as well. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. On the road today, broadcasting live from Sound Sleep Medical, a great offer. How would you like to save $750? That'll get people's attention, won't it, won't it Aubrey? Oh, yeah. You, everybody wants to save money. It's Christmas time. Yes, Christmas time. Yeah. Saving money. All right, how do they save the money? They save the money by calling in. They t- Pound 250 sound sleep mm-hmm. and you're going to get to an operator and they're going to schedule you your free consultation and we'll have you come in we can talk to you about how you're sleeping if you're having problems if you already have a CPAP machine and you don't like it whatever the case may be we can either send you home with the home sleep test that you take home so we can find out if you do have a problem or we can just go ahead and get your impressions or digital scans of your teeth mm-hmm. And have you into this mouthpiece that's going to keep you sleeping so much better and feeling better. The home sleep test. I mean, I you know, when I think about sleep testing, you go to a facility, you lay there at night, and they've got you hooked up to a million different things, and you can't sleep at night. Why is the home sleep test better? Is it easy, first of all? It's so much easier. You First of all, you can sleep a lot better when you're on okay. your own bed. Yeah, for sure. And this is a lot smaller. There's just a belt, something, a little nose, uh, nasal cannula, and something that goes on your finger. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. If you go in overnight to the hospital, I mean, it feels like a million electrodes hooked to your head. And then they say, okay, go to sleep <laughs> yeah. while they watch you sleep. <laughs> so that's why it's better is because you can take it home, wear it at home. Just bring it in the yeah, next day. Yeah, bring it in the next day. We can, it? Yeah, we can tell you how many times you stop breathing, what position you're in. And then the, the really great thing is once we get you into the mouthpiece, we retest you so we can compare. And it's usually just completely different all right let's talk about the oral device that you have it's almost like a a mouth guard or a teeth whitening tray that you wear at night what does it do to improve your sleep well what causes you to disrupt your for your sleep to be disrupted is your lower jaw falling back and collapsing on the airway so the mouthpiece just kind of fits over your teeth it's custom fit and it's going to anchor your lower jaw slightly forward. You can still talk with it and sip water with it in, but it's kind of like if you're going to go do mouth-to-mouth to somebody or resuscitate somebody, mm-hmm. the first thing you do is pull the lower jaw forward to open the airway. So that's essentially what the mouthpiece is doing rather than having that forced air pressure from the CPAP machine, forcing air down your throat, this just gently holds it open. All right, so when you go to sleep at night, you just take it, put it in your mouth, Sleep at night, get done, take it out, and you're done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so easy. Easy to take care of, easy to travel with. You don't need any power, hoses, water. It's just a simple mouthpiece. That easy if you're looking for a good night's sleep and save $750. At the same time, call Sound Sleep Medical right now. Just dial pound 250. That's pound 250. And say Sound Sleep for Sound Sleep Medical. Here's Scott now with the news update. Thanks, Rod. The Governor's Soundtrack. Your music, your stations and podcasts, anytime, anywhere. iHeartRadio. (laughs) 
You know, sometimes during the breaks that we have in this show, people say the cra- cra- craziest things. Crack you up. You wouldn't want to hear it, but they do say some of the craziest things. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. On the road today, broadcasting live from Sound Sleep Medical. Now, the president, following the big announcement from GM that they were closing plants in the Midwest, and many of those plants were making electrical ve- electric vehicles, the president announced plans to end subsidies for those electric cars and renewable energy. Well, joining us on our Newsmaker line to talk about that is Nick Loris, Research Manager for Energy and the Environment at the Heritage Foundation. Nick, thanks for joining us tonight. I don't know about you, uh, Nick. I don't know how you feel, but I think it's about time we put an end to these subsidies. Agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. It was a, a huge sigh of relief to hear that from a, a government employee because usually the ones uh, who are begging for these are both the lobbyists and the special interests, but also the, the government officials who stand to benefit from these policies. And this tax credit is nothing but uh, a handout to the wealthiest of Americans. Uh, the, the middle class pay for it, uh, and it's simply unneeded. If people want to buy electric vehicles, they should be able to do so. Um, but they shouldn't be using other people's money to do it. Why were the subsidies offered even in the first place, Nick? Yeah, it was really a, a combination of two things. One is to uh, end dependence on oil, and specifically foreign oil, uh, and two for a, as a green climate strategy. And, and neither have proven to be effective. Uh, if you look at the amount of uh, transportation fuel, uh, that has been switched over to electricity, it's very minimal. In fact, the, the fracking revolution in the United States has done far, far more uh, to reduce our dependence on foreign oil than these electric vehicle subsidies. And if you look at the, the climate benefit that you're getting from switching over, uh, it's negligible as well. Um, if you're talking about um, mining the, the necessary um, ingredients to actually build an electric car and the, the lithium-ion battery, uh, as well as plugging into electricity that's largely derived from fossil fuels, uh, including natural gas, but also a lot of coal, uh, you're really not getting any reduction in CO2 that was once promised. And even if you are, the actual change in the Earth's temperature as a result of switching over uh, is practically too small to even measure. Nick, uh, I know there are federal subsidies, but do states also provide some subsidies to people who buy these electric cars? And how big can these subsidies be? Yeah, they're huge. Uh, in fact, uh, there are several states. Uh, I believe Colorado is the, the most um, generous with its uh, using of other people's money to buy electric vehicles, that in addition to the $7,500 tax credit, um, people can use up to $12,500 in federal and state tax credits to buy an electric vehicle. Uh, and they also get other perks, um, like subsidized charging stations that get preferred parking in certain areas, uh, access to HOV lanes, uh, as well as uh, exemptions from, from certain emissions testing standards. So all of these things uh, are, are just ways for the federal government and state governments to nudge people to buy cars that they think consumers should be buying, rather than taking the, uh, allowing the consumers uh, and empowering drivers to uh, drive the car um, that they want. I know we've heard from the auto manufacturers like GM, who's now closing down plants because of this. What about the dealers out there, though? What are they saying about having these subsidies taken away? Have you have we heard from them, Nick? Yeah, a, a little bit. It, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag depending uh, on, on who you talk to. Um, you know, because at some point, 
through the federal regulations, whether it's the fuel economy mandate or um, electric vehicles, uh, you know, there's a, a problem where the government is trying to push people into cars uh, that people don't want to buy, um, in some senses, even with the generous handouts. Uh, and, and so uh, th- there's folks who are, are fed up that the fact that there's a bunch of cars sitting on lots uh, as a result of the federal government's trying to pick winners and losers. Um, and, th- and then there's, you know, others who um, who are frustrated by uh, just the whole process that we have to go through dealers in, in the first place. Uh, and, and that's not necessarily the dealers fighting against that. But uh, if Tesla wants to sell a, a vehicle directly to me, uh, they have a difficult time doing so um, because it's illegal and they have to go through dealerships. And so there's all sorts of market distortions uh, in uh, the purchasing of a vehicle. Uh, and both, I think, there's frustrations from mm-hmm. you know the, the production side all the way to the consumption side. Nick, uh, does the president have the sole power to do away with this? Is it going to need congressional action? And what are the chances of that now happening, knowing we we're facing a divided government here in a few weeks? Yeah, well, one of the problems with these subsidies is because um, you know there's this special interest rent-seeking um, aspect of them, where politicians stand to benefit because it looks like they're doing something for. Uh, consumers when actually they're hurting them. They have bipartisan support. Uh, but the president can do something, uh, and, and ultimately that would be to if he threatens to veto legislation that includes an extension of these tax credits, because right now Congress is pushing to not only uh, extend the $7,500 per uh, mm-hmm. vehicle tax credit, but also lift the t- the per manufacturer cap because the tax credit only applies to the first 200,000 electric vehicles per manufacturer uh, and Tesla uh, has already phased out um, and General Motors I think is close to hitting that cap as well and so there's certain manufacturers who want to lift that cap so if that um, bill ever made it to the president's desk, and you never know if it could or, or couldn't, especially mm-hmm. if it's lumped into some tax extenders language. Um, the president could ultimately veto that legislation if he was true in his word that he wanted to remove these subsidies. Nick, has there ever been any uh, research or surveys done on if people would have purchased these vehicles had the had the tax subsidies not been around? Uh, that uh, is like a good that? question. I, I, yeah, I don't know that. I, you know, I think any time you subsidize something, you're bound to get more of <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but, but I think that because uh, a lot of these uh, tax credits are accruing to the wealthy, these are people that could certainly afford to buy these these vehicles in the first place. And I think uh, in a lot of instances, for especially um, car companies like Tesla, uh, it's a status symbol, and so it's not necessarily the the $7,500 is not the difference between will I or won't I. They are probably going to buy the Tesla anyway because they have the means to do it, um, and they, they want to virtue signal that they're going uh, toward an electric vehicle. Um, so I don't know the exact data, but I think in terms of um, switching over and people purchasing the, the vehicles without the subsidies, since these subsidies accrue to the car makers and America's uh, wealthiest households, um, I, I don't think it would be uh, all that different. All right, on our newsmaker line, that's uh, Nick Loris. He's with the uh, Heritage Foundation talking about ending the tax subsidies for electric cars here in the U.S. They're calling it the best down 80 the stock market has ever had. 
Steve Moore will join us coming up, and we'll talk about the wild ride on Wall Street today. That's coming up here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Hey, Sean Hannity here from Buzz. It'll get away from you. For more common sense advice on life and money, go to DaveRamsey.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Well, to say the least, it was a uh, wild ride today on Wall Street. How are you, everybody? Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. Final half hour with you on this Thursday as we wrap up our broadcast here in a few minutes. Live from Sound Sleep Medical, we'll give you another chance to call in and take advantage of a great offer they have tonight where you could save up to $750 in your quest to get a good night's sleep. And we'll tell you all about that here in just a minute. But as I mentioned, a wild day today on Wall Street. Concerns about what's going on with China. The arrest of a top Chinese tech official uh, really sent the market into a tizzy. At one point, I think it was down 800, seven, seven to 800 points. Ended the day down 80. And some people are calling it the best 80 that the uh, market has ever had. Well, let's find out what's going on with Steve Moore, chief economist at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, Steve, let me ask you, and welcome to the show, by the way, Steve. Why does China wreak so much havoc on the American stock exchange? Well, I think that uh, a lot of investors thought on Monday that uh, we had a deal with China on a trade that would lead to them opening up their markets to us and stop the cheating and stealing of our intellectual property. And uh, that was very uh, that was very reassuring to the markets. And then we learned, you know, uh, by the end of the day that China was backing away from the promise that they had made. Big surprise there, right, that the Chinese mm-hmm. would say <laughs> one thing and do another thing. And I think that really spooked the markets. And uh, you know, we just can't. It's really difficult. I mean, I've talked to the folks at the White House about this. It's really hard to pin down China. Um, they, they um, we know, for example, from when Obama tried to, you know, um, negotiate that climate change treaty. Remember, they said, "Oh yeah, we'll reduce our carbon emissions," and then the next thing you know, they put more carbon out in the atmosphere <laughs> than any country in the history of the world. So, you know, you have to watch what they do, not what they say. Uh, I, I look. Trump has basically said, "You've got 90 days." Uh, to either, you know, agree to some, uh, you know, concessions that will open up the markets and stop cheating and stealing. And if they don't do that, they're going to get clobbered with, you know, uh, much higher tariffs, uh, you know, come April. So I'm still optimistic that China is going to come around on this and they're going to start, you know, um, doing the kinds of things that they should do. I mean, look, we're in an abusive trade relationship with China right now. And, and I applaud Trump for trying to uh, fix that and making sure that, they are playing by the rules because right now they are not. What about the arrest, though, Steve, of this top Chinese uh, tech official? Well, that was another example of how they, they they lie and cheat, right? I mean, we have sanctions against uh, Iran, and, and it looks like, I don't know all the details here, but it looks like these these Chinese companies have just been evading the, you know, the, the, the embargo. And, you know, that's a perfect example of how they just uh, don't have any 
sense of agreeing to a, to a, a contract. And, and so we can't live with that kind of thing. And this only reinforces the need to get a trade deal with them where they are forced to play by the rules. And, you know, I believe in the Reagan you know, principle here that you're gonna, you have to trust them, but you have to verify. You know, you have to verify that they're actually doing what they say they're going to do. Steve, how is I understand around the world, there are economies around the world and people are very pessimistic, they're down, but the United States remains strong. But does that pessimism sooner or later catch up to the U.S. economy, do you think, Steve? Well, I think, you know, that, um, you know, there's a confidence is a big part of the economy. And we've seen, you know, record amounts of small business confidence, investor confidence, consumer confidence since the day Donald Trump was elected, and it remains high. I mean, here's the interesting thing about this market sell-off that we've seen in the last couple of days. I mean, almost every the economy slowing down a little bit from its real you know, sky-high rates of growth that we mm-hmm, saw over the mm-hmm, last six mm-hmm. months, but it's still growing at a feverish pace, and we still have very, very low unemployment. The, the uh, number of job numbers came in, uh, in today for the private sector. Those numbers were like, I think, 180,000. That's, wow. that's not a huge number, but it's a good number. It's a yeah. very solid number. Earnings are good for American companies. Uh, you know, so you would expect stocks to rebound, given that earnings are good. And then, of course, you've got the construction manufacturing industries that are still booming. You know, They still don't even have enough workers to fill all those jobs. So I'm still pretty bullish. Steve, what about, you wrote this week about regaining trust on money issues and talking about the fact that Republicans need to regain the offensive on these fiscal issues. Why is that so important, and can they, and how do they do it, I guess, Steve? Well, because one of the big problems we've seen under Trump is that uh, the debt deficit is now $800 billion. You know, it's gone up. Now it's not as nearly as high as it was under the Obama years when you know the debt was twice as high as a percent of GDP as it is now. But still, you know, Americans want a restoration of fiscal soundness. And, uh, you know, so what I basically advised, and I, I'm working with a group called OpenTheBooks.com, which is a fantastic organization. Yeah, I yeah. urge people to go to their website to see how much money is being wasted by government. I want Trump to uh, to declare a war on waste in government spending and do tell his cabinet agencies and all of the people in his administration, we're going to find the waste and we're going to eliminate it because everyone knows about 25 cents of every dollar spent in Washington is wasted. And so that's a great, great initiative. And Donald Trump is a businessman. There's nobody better to lead this initiative than Donald Trump, don't you think? Yeah, well, and but but that is such a huge task, and I totally agree with what you're saying, Steve, but that is a yeah, huge task. but you know what, task. we have a million, it is a huge task, but we've got a million people work in the federal bureaucracy. Put them to work, finding the waste, give them incentives. Every dollar that they save, they get to keep 50 cents. I mean, let's find ways to incentivize federal bureaucrats to save money. It's everything from, you know, too many paper clips to too many parties and too many, you know, outrageous expenditures on grand pianos and fruit fly <laughs> research and all the stuff that is just so unnecessary that we can't afford it when we're running, you know, budget deficits of $800 billion a year. And I think this is why people voted for Donald Trump, frankly, is they wanted to bring a businessman in who would bring a businessman perspective to running our government. And so I think it's teed up for Trump. And I hope he takes my advice to declare war on waste, more transparency. Every $100 expenditure or more of the government should be listed 
on a government website so we can actually know as taxpayers where our money is going. Boy, and I'm with you on that. I think if the president did something like this, Steve, he would have the American people behind him because we all realize and we can see the waste in government. Can yeah, we only, not? The only people who are against it are the special interest groups, yeah. right, who <laughs> like the waste. They get rich off the waste. But uh, the, the American people are getting fleeced here. And, you know, I, there was a commission that Ronald Reagan had back in the 1980s mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. the Grace Commission that found hundreds of billions of dollars of waste, and that was 30 years ago when hundreds of billions of dollars was a lot of money, right? And, you know, we I, we look back at only 15% of those uh you know, savings were ever realized. So that means there's 80% of the saving, and most of those agencies still are doing what they were doing 35 years ago. So I think this would be a great, great initiative. I think you would rally the American people around him. Uh, and businesses do this all the time. Why not government? And, and you're right. Businesses are constantly analyzing everything. Um, if there's an issue with the product, if there's an issue with the staff, if there's an issue with the image of the company, businesses are constantly testing, evaluating, trying to see what they can do to become better. Successful businesses do that. The federal government doesn't do it. And why not, as Steve suggested, make a call to the American people that we're going to fix this thing, that we're going to call for a total reevaluation of every government program, every government department, see where there is waste, save that money. And I think the American people would be behind Donald Trump 100%. Well, most of the American people would be behind him. There are some who wouldn't because they would feel their job is threatened. But there are a lot of jobs out there, and the private sector oftentimes, most times, does so much better of a job when it comes to carrying things out because there is an incentive there. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show on this Thursday, our final chance to talk with Aubrey from Sound Sleep Medical. We love coming to Sound Sleep Medical because their job, and what a great job it is, is to get you a better night's sleep. And nothing can be more gratifying than that, right? Yeah, changing <laughs> your life. I mean, we we spend a lot of our time sleeping. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big chunk of your life. And it affects every aspect of your life, the way that you feel during the day, the way you interact with other people. And so if you're not getting a good night's sleep, I mean, that may be why you're irritable, mm-hmm. um, have, don't feel good, you want to take a nap in the afternoon. And the and a lot of people think the only option is to go in and get one of those CPAP machines, those big masks on your face. And so they don't ever go look into it because they're too worried that that's the only solution. And so we offer a very simple solution that is very effective. And it's a mouthpiece that's custom fit to your teeth, to your mouth. It's going to keep your airway open all night and you're going to feel so much better. I mean, we're hearing it day in and day out, just how, how much it's changing your life. Do you have a dentist on staff to make sure the mouthpiece isn't causing problems with your teeth? We do. It's each appliance is fit and delivered to you by the dentist. So he's going to check to see, make sure it's adjusted properly, that it's not going to cause you any discomfort in your jaw. And we do follow-ups with you to make sure you're sleeping good. And we, we, we just follow you through the whole treatment just to make sure that it's working. Does it take a while to get used to or do, can people adapt to it fairly quickly? And is it effective right away? It can be effective right away. A lot of times that first night you're going to notice a huge difference. Oh, sure. Yeah. But sometimes yeah, you need a, a slight adjustment. And we do oral appliances that are highly adjustable because you can't the problem with these over the uh online ones Mm -hmm, that you order mm -hmm, you boil them bite into it and then your jaw's way too far forward and so people it's uncomfortable so Mm -hmm. we can adjust these slowly over a period of time 
you know, if we need to, but a lot of times it's that very first night. All right. A couple of key questions. Uh, covered by insurance. Right. Medical insurance. Medical insurance. Yes. Okay. And Medicare. Okay. And your locations. We have location Ogden, Sandy, Provo, and St. George. Okay. We have about 10 minutes before we need to say goodbye. We have an offer tonight. What is the offer for people? If you call in right now, we're going to give you a free consultation and $500 off of your treatment. So this ends up being a $750 value. So now is your chance. Call us and we can get you in. Even if you just call and we schedule you the appointment in January, I know okay. it's busy. Yeah, but you'll hold yeah. that you'll hold that offer for them, even if they they're saying I'm busy right now during the holidays. Yeah. Can I do it after the new year? Right, we'll get you in if you call in tonight. We'll at least lock you in for that. All right, offer. Always great to see you. Yeah, so Auburn. fun. And to Thanks, you Rod. and the great team here at Sound Sleep Medical. Merry Christmas, Happy yeah, New you Year. Too. Thank you. All right, um, again. First twenty-five callers get a free consultation valued at two hundred and fifty dollars plus. $500 off their treatment. That is a total of $750, according to my math. And all you do is need to call Sound Sleep Medical right now. Dial pound 250. That's pound 250. And when prompted, just say Sound Sleep. Sound Sleep Medical. All right, let's get a news update again. Here's Scott. Thanks, Rod. The That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Final couple of minutes of the Rod Arquette with you on this uh, Thursday. Quick little uh, update on the uh, so-called war on Christmas that we've been following for you. Uh, the ridiculous argument about whether or not stations that play Christmas music should play Baby It's Cold Outside. They call it the rapey song now. There are several stations around the country. Some have banned it. Some took it off the air temporarily, but then went online and asked listeners what they think. And guess what? Overwhelmingly. Listeners have said, please continue to play Baby, It Is Cold Outside. So the American people are standing up to this political correct stupidity that we have out there today. And um, they're saying, no, go ahead and play it. number of stations around the country took it off temporarily, went online, asked their, uh, their listeners to vote. And for the most part, the votes came in a overwhelming majority of uh, people want to hear it's baby it's cold outside and how about this one there is a principal i believe it is in manchester elementary school in omaha nebraska the heartland of america and you would think you know these be typically common sense people this principal banned candy canes can you guess why candy canes come in the shape of a j and he said it represents jesus so he banned candy canes Really, folks, we are getting nutty. All right, tomorrow we're going to take a break. Uh, let everybody do a little Christmas shopping tomorrow. So we've got a great best of show lined up for you tomorrow. So we invite you to enjoy it. We'll be back on Monday. Head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family. Have a terrific Thursday and a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. See you then. Your family can act. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.